Welcome to the first episode of Keeping a PC. I'm Pat. And I'm Cole. We're giving the people what they want. All the hot takes. The steamy tweets. Tweet? Tweets. Oh my God, sorry. <laughs> tweets. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the first episode of Keeping a PC. I'm Pat. And I'm Cole. The people have been asking for this, Cole. It's hot in the streets. Everyone has been waiting for this moment. Listen, we're here to bring it to you guys. The hot takes, everything. Cool, big, been... big time Red Sox bias, by the way. <laughs> You're going to hear a lot of biased Red Sox takes. A Cole, lot. Cole and I have been talking about doing a podcast for a very long time. So we're very excited to just get started. And we'll start with uh, the Red Sox. With the Red Sox. The Red Sox have made an improbable run to the ALCS. They will face the Houston Astros. Tonight we will find out who the Braves face in the NLCS, either the Dodgers or the Giants. Can I just say something real quick yeah, go about ahead. the Red Sox? I, I can't lie. I had little to no faith in the Red Sox about two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, they lost the series. They got swept. No, they got swept by the Yankees at Fenway. And that I was, was like, that was tough for this me to team handle. stinks. This team's not going anywhere. This season's over. I didn't even think we were going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, that thought crossed my mind multiple times. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, after the first game of the Rays series, too, I was like, oh, oh yeah. They're eating popcorn in the dugout. <laughs> they're just toying with us right now. McClanahan this shut team, us down. This team's got a fight. They've got all the momentum right now, playing the best baseball all year. Um, I'm very excited for this series because I don't like the Astros. I don't like any of the players. Dare I say it? Dare I say it? Go ahead. I'm getting 2013 vibes. Oh my God, 2013 vibes. I'm getting 2013 vibes. That's what this team... For those who don't know, the Red Sox won the World Series in 2013. They did. By the way, the Red Sox have won 2004, 2007, 2013, Mm -hmm. 2018. That would make that four World Series championships. And a fifth one, 2021. (laughs) Why not? I mean... We can make it five. five. We can make it five right now. Five in 21 years. What do you know about it? The Yankees don't know about it. Well, they do, but not in this century. No, oh, no. Definitely Back when segregation was going on, the Yankees were good. Facts. <laughs> That's the only, it's the only comparable I mean, they did situation like that the Yankees have. Three or four. They went three in the 90s? Yeah. 90s? Well, or four? That's the 90s. I wasn't even alive That was a long then. time ago. We weren't even alive back then, so it doesn't count. I, did, I never saw it happen. How do I know it really happened? All right, so what's your prediction for this series? Astros. Oh, let's just recap the playoffs. The Yankees... We're eliminated by the Red Sox in the, in the wild card game. The Rays <laughs> eliminated by the Red Sox after winning 100 games this year. In four. It wasn't, even, it wasn't really close after the second game or after the first game. So the Red Sox have put together a stunning run, surprising pretty much everybody. Um, and I don't think there's any reason to doubt why they can't beat the Astros in a seven-game series. I think the, they have better starting pitching. I think the Astros have a better lineup, but the Red Sox have like better. They have better juju. They have better vibes going on right better now. Better juju. I like that. Better one. juju. The Let's Astros, start using that. This is the first. This is like the what the fifth straight year the Astros have been in the ALCS. Yeah, I want to say five. I mean, they they're tired. They've been playing so much baseball. This is not the same team from 2017, 2019. Their pitching is not. Nearly as good. Anything to write not home about. Not even close. Pitching's I, not... 
I'm yeah. I know I'm biased, but I actually really like the Red Sox in the series. I think they're I think they're a little I don't know that they're the better team, but they're playing better baseball right now. And I think that's really what matters when you get to the playoffs. Who's playing better baseball right now? And the Red Sox are playing better baseball right now. Their bullpen is clicking. Garrett Whitlock has been the best pitcher out of that bullpen. The savior. He's been our savior. Nate Evaldi's pitching well. I just really like baseball the Red Sox are playing right now. And I, th- I think they beat the Astros in six. I'm saying, all, I'm saying also some Sox in six. And then I think whoever they face in the World Series, they have a good shot. It, did I hear Lance McCullers is out? I heard Lance McCullers series? is out. His, ham, his uh, hamstring or something? Let's or not his, speculate or his, on injuries. His... I have no idea. <laughs> Sound like a football commentator right there. Let's not speculate. Let's not speculate on, on his injury, but his arm is facing the other way. So <laughs> it's, it's not looking good. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm taking Red Sox in six. And what, do Giants and Giants Dodgers, Dodgers play, play tonight? tonight? So they, the winner of that game will face the Atlanta. Who are you taking in that game, actually? Let's, um, I'm feeling the Dodgers. As I much think, as I want the Dodgers to win, I'm taking the Giants in Oracle. I think they're too good to Oracle? go home this early. Is that the name of their park now? Oracle, Oracle, yeah. They changed it like five times. It was Candlestick, then it was this, and then it was Oracle. I, I just don't see... Um, this would be a massive disappointment if, if you're the Dodgers. Because you have basically the greatest roster ever assembled on a baseball field. I mean, they have numerous... I think their entire starting nine is all-stars. Or have been an all-star at some point. Scherzer, Bueller, even without Kershaw, you have Arias. Um, they're the most talented team in the past at least 20 years. Um, if they lose to the Giants, who were supposed to be, you know, like a 500 team, that's not going to... Similar to the Red Sox. That's just not going to do it for, for <laughs> the Dodger fans or the Dodger, you know, hierarchy. Imagine winning 104 games and losing in the NLDS. But that's that's just like imagine if they lost in the wild card because the Cardinals were playing good baseball. What they'd won like 17, seventeen in a row, eighteen yeah. straight. Yeah, I mean that could have been bad too. But I like the Giants in this game. I don't really like. It's just like a toss up for me. I don't. I really don't. I think it's gonna be a great game. Oh, I'll be I'll be tuning in. I'll be tuning in for sure. I'm watching that over Thursday night football for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yes. Um. So it would be. So who do you have winning the ALCS advancing to the World Series? Giants or the Braves? NLCS. I well, I'm taking whoever wins tonight. I think is going to the World Series. Mm. I I I pick the Brewers over the Braves. I I still don't think the Braves are that good. Yeah. I don't think they're as good as. They, I'll give them. They played a great series against I, the Brewers. I think the Brewers kind of shit the bed here. I don't think they had any offense whatsoever. Yelich has fallen into complete hole. He's not the same hitter. Um, I don't think the Braves are a World Series caliber team, and I don't think they'll make it. So my World Series matchup is going to be, I'll say the Giants and Red Sox. I'll I got go the Giants Red Sox. I got Dodgers, Red Sox, and I got Sox in seven. I got Giants, Red Sox. I got Red Sox in five. Red Sox and five. Sox and five. You know, I'm going Sox and six. The bu- it worked for the Bucks. I'm going Sox and six. Sox and six. Sox and six. That's the motto. Sox and six. So the NBA season is starting soon. Yep. 
There's one player it might not be starting so soon for, and that is Kyrie Irving. And I know you have a lot to say about this, and I know you feel pretty strongly about this. So why don't you, why don't you get your Kyrie Irving takeoff? Well, this has been developing over the past like five years of Kyrie's career, ever since he went to the Celtics, where he feels the need to be the center of attention and draw away from the team. The same thing happened last year with the Black Lives Matter protests and George Floyd and all that, where he just didn't show up to the practices, he didn't show up to the games, he had no communication with the team, no communication with his teammates. And the same thing is happening here. Nobody actually knows if he's vaccinated or not, because he won't tell anybody. There is a lack of communication with Kyrie, and I've never seen it before in, in professional sports. He, he, he feels so above everybody else that he doesn't feel the need to tell anybody what's going on. You can't play in New York if you're not vaccinated. It's stated in the rules. It's very clear. He refuses to, to let people know why he is not getting vaccinated. Why he is not... Why he is so against this. And A report I saw is... Yeah. Let me read it. Kyrie Irving is not anti-vax. He is challenging a perceived control of society and people's livelihood. No one knows what that means, Kyrie. Well, I know what that means. Explain it! So, he's trying to say that people shouldn't have to get a vaccine they don't want. But, he's putting that before his team. He signed a contract for millions of dollars to play basketball. And he's not playing basketball because he's trying to basically challenge the idea of mandates, which, you know what, it's his, it's his prerogative to do that. He can do whatever he wants to do. That's not... But, but it shouldn't take weeks of speculation and you not saying anything because you're trying to, like, have this persona that you're like, I don't know. I don't even know what he's trying to do. I don't know why he can't just say what he's doing and be done with it. Wouldn't Instead, it... he has to make everyone try to guess what he's doing. Who, like, who knows what he's doing? I don't know. And at this point, if I'm the Nets, the Nets are in a predicament because if they trade him, KD's going to be furious. But if they don't trade him, then what? He's just not going to play? The whole reason that KD came to Brooklyn was to play with Kyrie. And at this point... And he's sitting out. I mean, the, the GM of the Nets, Sean Marks, Came out yesterday, he said he's not going to play a single game or attend a single practice. I think the owner said that he doesn't want Kyrie unless he follows the, uh, you know, the mandate. And wouldn't it make more sense to, to have like a post on Instagram or talk to the media or have a, a thing in the Players' Tribune, which is like the newspaper for the NBA players, to express what you're doing and to get the word out there if he really wants to make a change? Not telling anybody, you're just, you're just pissing everybody off. I just don't understand why he can't just be straightforward about it, and he's making everybody play like a guessing game. It's just not, it's not helping his team. It's not helping the people who already don't like Kyrie. And I think, you know, some of the criticisms of Kyrie over the past couple of years, I like Kyrie. I don't think he's, you know, this weird guy. Like, he's just... He just plays his guessing game with the media that I just, I don't know why he feels he has to do that. I, and it started ever since he left Cleveland. And I just, I don't understand it. It's unfortunate because he's such an otherworldly, other, otherworldly talent on the court. His you go game to a basketball is game, unreal. You watch him, it's like magic happening right in front of your eyes. But 
he, he goes through all these shenanigans and he just clearly to Kyrie, basketball is not the most important thing in his life. And that's fine. Retire. Don't make the Mets pay you. He went on if ins- you don't want to play. He went on Instagram Live yesterday, and this is a quote that I'm seeing on Bleach Report that yeah. he said on Instagram Live. Don't believe that I'm retiring. Don't <laughs> believe that. You know, I'm going to give up this game for a vaccine mandate or staying unvaccinated. Now, I'm not even sure what that means. But Kyrie, why are you not getting vaccinated? Is it because you don't believe it's safe? Is it because you're, you're hesitant because it was made so quickly? According, these are, these are according all- to reports... It has nothing to do with Kyrie being anti-vaccine. It's yeah. about him challenging the perceived control of society and people's livelihoods. So basically, he just doesn't want people to be controlled. He doesn't want. He wants people to have the choice. He doesn't like the mandates, which you know, respect to that. But he could have came out and two weeks said, ago. He could have said that. He could have said that already and been done with it. And if he's not anti-vax, even if he's against the mandates you can still be vaccinated like he said he according to the report he's not anti-vax so get the damn vaccine play basketball and then you can also challenge the idea of mask man of not mask vaccine mandates you can do both it's possible to do both no one's saying a muhammad ali his entire career protested the injustice that muslims face in america while boxing and it cost him his career i don't understand why Kyrie doesn't want he has such a stage to to talk about what he cares about to project his ideas to the people and he just doesn't do it the only thing i have no problem with Kyrie at all other than the the he feels the need to he plays these games with i don't understand it it's like when he said the earth is flat he didn't believe that but he for some reason he kept talking about it like why do you feel the need to do that I mean, is it, is it a need for attention or I, I just, this, he's such a strange individual. It's just, it's unbelievable. And now, now people questioned like last year, like, oh my gosh, they traded for Harden. This is just too much now. I mean, they're just going to run the league. I mean, thank God they have Harden because without Harden, they're not a championship level team. It would just be KD. <laughs> it would just be KD. I hope Kyrie plays this year and the Nets can be, the Nets are going to be a great team. With or without Kyrie, to be honest, but it'd be nice to see Kyrie playing basketball. Kyrie's a fantastic basketball player. Everyone wants to watch him play basketball, and he's made it. He's he's just complicated matters too much at this point. And and do you think they that Kevin Durant doesn't know that the Nets like are very unhappy with this? I mean, he's very involved with how they run things. He knows. He he for sure knows. And I'm sure he's not too happy with it either, but Kyrie's his boy. So what's he going to, like, Kyrie's his friend. Yeah. What's he going to say? I mean, if I was KD, I'd just go to him and be like, if you got to just say what you're going to do. If you're going to play basketball, then get the vaccine and play basketball. You can do both. You can protest the mandate and be vaccinated. That has, being vaccinated has nothing to do with being for or against a mandate. I mean, best, I think best case scenario for the Nets here is that he misses the season. And well, best case scenario is he plays. Best case scenario he plays, but it's not going to happen. I think it's pretty clear that he's, he's not going to just get the vaccine. And well, I, who knows with Kyrie? Who knows? I, I mean, nobody. But I think maybe by the playoffs, where the, the mandate has been, you know, kind of pulled back, where you don't have to have, be vaccinated to play, maybe he comes back for the playoffs and they make a run. And they win the championship anyway. And this is just like, you know, an afterthought. 
All the I grand hope scheme of things. is that we see Kyrie Irving playing basketball this year. Let's talk about the Lakers a little bit. Yeah. Um, what, what are your thoughts on, on the Lakers, their team? They're an old team for sure. I think... Well, I don't you, think though? anybody can argue that they lack experience uh, because they're running in a retirement home in LA. They got LeBron, who's really getting up there. They got Carmelo, who's like 37 or something. They piled this with people that LeBron likes, and which is basically every LeBron team. But I think they lack shooters, my cons- and I think they lack athleticism. My concern with, well, I don't know about athleticism. Westbrook, LeBron. I mean, outside, okay. Outside of that. I guess I see your point. <laughs> but I just think this team, obviously, you could say it's about 18, but if they stay healthy, they're going to be a hell of a team. Yeah. But just, I don't, their track record, LeBron the past three years, I mean, has he really stayed healthy? Not really. AD, he's had a problem with that his whole career. So I don't know how far I can see this team going. I don't know. It's, it's a theme for LeBron teams to finish kind of mid-standings. Ever since he went back to Cleveland, it's been a theme to finish like middle. like from Middle the, and then... From the three to like five seed, yeah. sometimes the two seed, and then go to the finals. Is he going to be able to do that in the West, maybe. I don't know. It all depends on. I think it all depends on him and Anthony Davis's health, because I yeah. think that duo is incredible. Anthony Davis is a top five player in this league when, when healthy. I I just. I think the Western Conference is a is a big, it's a big question mark this year. I think. I think it's up for grabs. It really. I mean, I think. I think this is a year where a team like the Utah Jazz or the Denver Nuggets, I think could I think, finally be able to kind of break through. I don't know about mold. the Jazz, but I'm with you with the Nuggets. I'm yeah. with you on the Nuggets. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not completely sold on the Jazz. I think they're always going to be one of those teams that's like... Remember the Raptors um, during LeBron's time, second time in Cleveland? It's like they'd finish top of the standings every year, and yeah. then they'd get blasted by LeBron. They, they weren't a real threat. No one saw them as... as a real contender. That's how I see the Jazz, kind of. Yeah. I do. Maybe they're a little bit better than what the Raptors were, but that's kind of how I see them. I don't see them as a real, they're going to go win the championship this year. Yeah. I see a team in the East like the Bucks. I don't think the Jazz can beat the Bucks. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Jazz can beat the Nets. Jazz can't beat the Knicks, that's for sure. Knicks Big tape. Knicks fan. Knicks tape. I, I'm not. I think you're going to hate this, but I'm not sold on the Knicks. I think the Knicks can pursue 50 wins this year. Do you, do you actually think that? Yeah. I don't know about I that. I think they best coach in the league, Julius best Randle. Best coach in the league. Best coach in the league by far. Julius Randle is a bona fide all-star. Archie Barry only gets better every single year. We have Mitchell Robinson back. Um, Kemba Walker had some down years. Um, I think he's finally ready to Kind of feel comfortable where he plays and and f- and feel like he's in the right system. Greg Popovich, that dude's like 107. Greg Popovich is still the best coach. In the NBA. <laughs> no, he's not. I promise you, he is. No, he's. I, they I just would lack say, talent. I would Spurs. say that the Spurs and the Knicks had the same amount of talent last year. Are you? And the Knicks me? got the four seed in the playoffs. That is blasphemous. DeRozan and Aldridge. By the way, the Bulls are. Aldridge barely played for the Spurs last year. Yeah, but... Left halfway. Was it even halfway? 
probably a quarter of the season. Uh, Dejounte Murray, he's 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 just as good as as anybody on the Knicks, except for Julius Randle. I would say R.J. Barrett better than. I think they're very for sure. very evenly skilled. All I'm saying is, I don't. I'm not a big believer in the Knicks. I'm not. I like the Hawks better than them. I like the Bulls better than mm-hmm. them. I like the Celtics better than them. I think we have to see what the Bulls are. I like the Sixers better than them. On paper. I like the Heat better than them. No. I like the Nets better than them. Okay. And I obviously like the Bucks better than them. Okay. That well, how many teams is that playoffs. I just named? Seven? That's the eighth seed, baby. That's the eighth seed. And That's then, playoffs ba- basketball in New York. Could you see a team like, let's I think say, we have to see what the, the Bulls are first. They're a completely different team the than they were are. last year. I think I know what the Bulls are. On paper, they're probably better than Knicks. For sure. But on paper doesn't mean shit. Listen, all, Zach Levine, people got to start putting respect on Zach Levine's name. He's going to show the world why he is a borderline top 10 player in the NBA. Mm. I think Zach Levine's a superstar. He's way better than anyone on the Knicks. <laughs> I think adding Lonzo Ball. I think you're forgetting Obi Toppin, bud. You see his dunk in the preseason? Dude I can fly. care less Dude can fly. about the preseason. The only thing I've seen in the preseason is Zach Levine completely missing a layup. <laughs> well, that's, that's a really supportive <laughs> argument. <then>. Yeah, I know. <laughs> completely missing a layup, and then Lonzo looked at him like he was crazy. That's the only thing I've really seen from the preseason. Oh, and the, uh, the Mavs murdered the oh, Hornets. Yeah. Yeah. Murdered the Hornets. Yeah. Uh, what, what was it? It was like 127 to 68 or something like that? Yeah, I mean... That was ridiculous. Yeah. Speaking of the Mavs, Luka Doncic, man. People are getting a little bit crazy with Luka Doncic. If I see another top 10 list with Luka Doncic over James Harden. That's that, just blasphemy. <laughs> over James Harden? James Harden's a Hall of Famer. That Hall of Famer. Is, well, Luka probably is too, to be honest. The best, Not yet. No, he is. His overseas <laughs> resume. His over... You know, I'm all... I'm not like a Luka Doncic huge supporter or anything, but his overseas resume combined with what he's done already in the NBA, which isn't much, but that hasn't found shit in the NBA. Has he won anything? That's what I'm saying. No, but his overseas resume alone is probably the. Ba- you got to remember the basketball Hall of Fame is not like the baseball Hall of Fame. Like they will, put, they do let everybody in. I might get inducted to the yeah. basketball Hall of Fame. They do let everybody in. It's it's kind of, it's ridiculous. I th- but I just don't understand how people can say Luka is like a top five player in the league. It just makes no sense to me. I would, I mean, eighth, maybe. Can I name, James, here, no particular order. I'm not going to get into that. But James Harden is better than Luka. Kevin Durant's better than Luka. Steph Curry's better than Luka. Giannis is better than Luka. James Harden is better than Luka. Anthony Davis is for sure better than Luka. That's six definitely better than Luka. I could make the case Nikola Jokic is better than Luka. Joel Embiid is better than Luka. Damian Lillard is better than Luka. I could probably... I could probably make a case for Kawhi over Luka. Oh, yeah. After that... After that... it's fishy. After that, I don't know. Luke is probably better than everyone else after that. But I just don't see how he could be in that top five conversation at all. 
I don't. I, I don't think maybe in a couple of years when he's just. A, I think he's only going to get better because of the experience he has from from Europe. I I, I think he's he's, he's only going to get better. But can we wait for him to get better before we put him in the top five? Yeah, I think it's ridiculous. And people are doing the same thing with Tatum. Tatum is not. Tatum is not what people think he is. Jason Tatum. Jason. I just don't get why we overhype these players. And that, like, Jason Tatum is like young Carmelo Anthony. Mm. It's like, if you tell people that Jason Tatum is not going to win a championship in his career, they're going to laugh in your face. But if you said the same thing about Carmelo Anthony, and shout out to my guy Shaq at Player's Choice. That's another <laughs> podcast that I listen to. Yeah. Shaq has been saying this, and I, I'm all on board with him on this. If you said the same thing about Carmelo in his year, what's Tatum in year five? Yeah. Is this year five? Yeah. If you said the same thing about Carmelo, then he's not going to make it to a championship. He's not going to make a finals. People would laugh at you. But now you look 15 years later, and Carmelo is one of the most underachieving superstars ever. So I just, I like to wait. Can we not put these players, like, Tatum's on Paul George's level, but I see people putting him in the top 10. I see people putting him over, like, is Tatum that much better than Zach Levine? Is Tatum no. that much better than Devin Booker, Trey Young? Is he? Because I see everyone putting Tatum over them like it's, like it's uh, common knowledge. That Tatum is just this guy yeah. that's going to go out here and win you a championship. And I just don't, I don't know. Is he that much better than Jalen Brown, to be honest? <laughs> is he? I don't know. I've watched the Celtics games, and all I see is Jalen Brown can do the exact same thing as Tatum. Tatum just shoots it more and mm. shoots it out of rhythm and gets the whole Celtics offense out of rhythm. That's, that's what I see when I watch the Celtics. Is he that much better than Jalen Brown? I really don't think so. I really don't think... These guys, we just, as the NBA community is just taking these guys that don't deserve to be on the level that they're putting them on. Like, take these guys, can we wait for them to do something first? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> just there, wait. There, there is, a, there is a, I think this can apply to like all sports. There is a tendency to, to like overhype a player when they really haven't, when they're good and they're a good, they're a fun player to watch when they really haven't accomplished anything in the sport. Aaron Judge, for example, fantastic player, easily top ten player in the MLB. Hey, he should have won MVP though. Fine, but has he done anything? I'll give him that. Has he done anything? He hasn't won an MVP. He hasn't won a World Should've. Series. He hasn't done anything. That's fair. But and the same thing with Jason different. Tatum. B- baseball is different though because you can, like you can't win a World Series. Like Mike Trout hasn't won a World Series. I know, but I mean, like let's use football. Who's a guy? I don't really know. Basketball, I feel like it's more prevalent in the basketball community. It's just a tendency well, to... Well, because basketball, you can really have one player just drag you. I mean, yeah, but you can... You take these guys... Yeah, but that's the problem. They think... Where did Luka drag the Mavs? The first round? Second round. No. The first round. They lost both years to the Clippers in the first round. Uh, that's true. Uh, so what is Luka carrying? He's not carrying anything. Congratulations. You lost in the first round. Is that carrying? And I don't want to hear the argument without Luca. They're not no, no shit. Really? Same. I could say the same thing about the Warriors with Steph. 
I could say the same thing about the Lakers with LeBron or AD. Yeah. I could say the same thing about the Nuggets without Jokic. So what, what point is that making? It's not making a point. The Bucks without Giannis, what are they? They're a lottery team. You take the best player off of any team, unless they're like the Nets, or I guess even the Lakers now, they're not going to be as good. So you can't, what kind of argument is that? And I get, was Lucas supposed to win either one of those series? No. He wasn't. But he di- also didn't win those series. Now, if he won those series and he overcame... I would have proved something. Exactly. But people are acting like, you know, he carried the Mavs to the Western Conference Finals and ran through the prime Golden State Warriors and prime LeBron. <laughs> he lost in the first round. <laughs> and a huge problem with the Mavs is that Luka's dribbling the damn ball the entire game. Yeah. Luka's a great passer, but what he doesn't do is get his teammates into a rhythm. And that's a, that's a problem. So how is Chris Porzingis supposed to shoot the ball well or score efficiently when every five possessions he's taking a spot-up three from the wing? Yeah. How is he supposed to get into a rhythm like that? You see the Warriors' offense. If, if Clay had to stand in the corner the whole game and take a shot every... That's a bad example because Clay is probably a top-three shooter of all time. But, yeah. yeah. We get, we, we, that's an argument for another day. It is, but I mean, I just—it just makes no sense to me. It's yeah. well, I think this this NBA season has a lot in store, and I think it's it's usually I can't get behind the NBA regular season because it just doesn't matter oh, I, that I, much. I don't care at all. It just doesn't I, matter. I don't care. I I care, but I I'm not like I'm not watching over football. I you can know, promise you, you that. know who the teams that are going to make the playoffs are. Every year we do. Every year you do. And there's always like a surprise or in a team that's like, you yeah. Know, for example, the Celtics last year. What happened, Jason Tatum? Woefully underperformed. What happened, Jason Tatum? How'd the Knicks finish ahead of you, Jason Tatum? Because <laughs> the Knicks tape, baby. Jason Tatum, I'm how, did, you, how did the Knicks. Unbelievable. The how way, did the Knicks finish ahead of you, Jason Tatum? I thought you were like. The, the Knicks were a better team. I thought you were the next LeBron, Tatum. Can you explain to me how the New York Knicks finished ahead of you? Jason Tatum, if you're listening to this, please. Respond to email form. Hey, I like Jason Tatum, though. <laughs> I really do. I'm not a Jason Tatum hater. Yeah. I'm a hater of people that think Jason Tatum is, like, a superstar. Because he's just not. Fair let's, enough. Let's, let's move off. the. Let's talk about the NFL. We, it's Thursday. Yeah. It's Thursday. Thursday night football. Buccaneers, Eagles. Who you got? Buccaneers. Bucks. You got your former quarterback. Uh, we got Thomas... At the helm, um, I think this is a pretty easy win for the Buccaneers. Um, the Eagles are not a great team. Cole, you, you would say that the Bucs are like a, one of the best teams in the league. I think their roster on paper, most talented, top to bottom, is probably the most talented. Yeah, for sure. And I'm also taking the Bucs in this game. I could see it. I don't know if it'll be a blowout just because it's football. Any team could be any team. But I think the Eagles are a little bit better than I thought they'd be, actually. A little bit. Not a lot. But I just think the Bucks are too talented not to win this game. Yeah. I'll give a final score prediction. I'll go 27-18. Oh. 27-18 okay. Tampa Bay. Okay. You got uh, a score prediction? Yeah, I'll say... Um... I'll say 35-21 Buccaneers. Upset of the week, who you got? Um, 
I got my Patriots over the Cowboys, and I'll explain why. Um, That's I think, a bold one. I th- <laughs> let me listen, listen, listen. Okay, Mac Jones is playing inspired football. I think he's the smartest NFL rookie quarterback I've ever seen in my life. He he is not tempted to make the big pass. He's not tempted to make the big mistake. I'd argue Joe Burrow. Well, that's fine. But I've ever seen, in my opinion. Um, I think the, the Patriots offense has done better every single week. I think their defense is still a strong suit of the team. Um, and I think Dallas may be overdue for a lackluster performance. Every, every good team has one. And I think they've, they've played very well so far. But I, this feeling in my bones, this feeling in my heart, I'm picking my I'm picking my Patriots. I think Dallas comes into Foxborough and beats the Patriots. I think pretty convincingly too. We got a funny story about Foxborough. I don't know <laughs> if we want to get into that today. I think that's a story for another time. I think that's short, a story short for another story, time. Story. Uh, me and Cole got our, almost got arrested at at, uh, at Gillette Stadium. We'll, we'll save it. We'll save the entire story for another time. Though. Yeah, story time. Dallas's offense, I think, is just clicking on all cylinders, and I expect them to come out here and steamroll the Patriots. I don't think this is going to be a particularly close game. I think the Patriots, I think people still think the Patriots are a little bit better than they are. Yeah. I don't love their offense. I don't particularly love their defense either. I think, I think they'll dominate bad teams with bad coaching because Belichick can have that effect on bad coaching. But when their defense is going to play a team like the Cowboys with a great, great offense, I don't see how they're going to stop them. The Cowboys' O-line has been incredible this year. Tyron Smith and Zach Martin have been dominant. And I, PFF has them as the number one graded low line so far this year. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Patriots are good enough to get pressure on them. So I don't see a way for the Patriots to win this game. I would be shocked if the Cowboys lost this game. It hurts me to say that. But that's why it's fan. shocking, Cole. That's why and this I get is it. the upset of the week. It's like when I picked the Jets over the Titans. We, have to, we have to. Enough. I had to go there. Enough. I had to go there. A couple of weeks ago, Cole picked the Jets over the Titans, and I laughed in his face. And I'm sure everyone before you that talk, ever heard before the tape you talk, was laughing before in his you face talk because about, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Before you talk about London. Here's the Jets stink. Before and you, then they went to London and embarrassed this country. Can we talk about the Jets versus, <laughs> can we talk about the Jets versus Titans before we get go into ahead, London? Go ahead, go ahead. Because Zach Wilson looked like a goddamn superstar against the Titans. Second half. Okay, fair enough. But listen, all I want, all I want, yeah, is a little bit of credit for picking that game because I felt it I'm in my soul. I'm giving you credit. I felt it in my soul. I'm just saying, I would, I would make the same pick again. You'd pick. I'd pick the Tennessee Titans, even knowing, though they were going to lose. Knowing that the Jets win that game, yeah. <laughs> I saw the little confidence I have in the Jets. Let's get to my upset of the week. Go ahead, go. I got the three and two Cleveland Browns over the five and zero Arizona Cardinals. Oh, boy. I think the Cardinals get humbled this More week. Defeated. I think Cleveland's run game is too good. I think Cleveland as a whole is just too good. I don't, I don't see them falling to 3-3. Three and three. That just doesn't seem right to me. So I'm going with the Browns over the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are, again, they're due for a lackluster performance. I think the Browns are a team that I could see winning 14, 13 games. I saw them winning that. Coming into the season, even with two losses this early in the season, I could still see them reaching that mark. And I had Arizona finishing second in the division to start the season. Do I see them starting 6-0? and No, I don't. I think the Cleveland Browns beat the Cardinals this week in a big upset. 
I'll tell you what I see. I see the Cardinals starting off 6-0. I think Arizona is on a roll right now. I think Cleveland's a very good team, and they will recover, and I think they will easily make the playoffs. Um, but I, I just feel like Arizona's got, call you a favorite word, they got, a right, they got the right amount of juju going on right now. They got great vibes. That is a great word. Um, Kyler Murray is, like, easily, easily, not easily, but for me, he's the MVP of the entire league, right? Of, of the league right now. And I, I don't see a People world, need to start putting more respect on Kyler Murray's name. I don't he's see a world absolute superstar. where Cleveland, after that, they just, tough loss to the Chargers last week. I think they'll, this will be a big point game. Big points put up in this game, but I think I have Arizona taking it. Let's give a score prediction. Uh, oh, we have to give a score prediction for Dallas, New England, too. Oh, um, why don't we'll go? No, let's let's do a score prediction for Cleveland, Arizona first. Right, I'll it. go Cleveland thirty-eight, Arizona thirty-three. Oh man, um, Arizona, Arizona forty-five. Damn, Cleveland forty. I don't know. I think 45-40. be like last week's Cleveland. <laughs> exactly. All right, Dallas, New England, final score prediction. I'll let you go first. 24 to 20, 21. I think they barely beat him, but they beat him. I'm going 24 to 13, Dallas. Nick, you know what? I'm thinking a Nick Folk walk-off? Nick Folk walk-off? The, le- the, the Jets num- legend. The number one fantasy kicker, by the way. <laughs> I felt like I had to say that. Uh, I got some other games here. We got Baltimore. No, we care. What about your Giants? No, Baltimore Chargers is a great hey, game. Yeah, it's a good game, but it's a great game. It's a toss. I want to talk about that game. It's a toss up. I want to talk about that game because we got two MVP candidates in that game Justin yeah. Herbert and Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I'm taking the Chargers over the Ravens in that game. I'll go Chargers 28, Ravens 27, walk off field goal. Um, Chargers 27. I don't know. Baltimore 24. 27-24. Let's go. Let's go my Giants and Rams. <laughs> let's let's just get it out of the way. This is um this is not close. You can do the honors. You can go first. Um Rams 55, Giants 10. I think Mike Lennon gets in the end zone. Wow. I think Mike Lennon gets in the end do zone. Do we know who the Giants time. quarterback is going to be this week? Do if we they know? start Daniel Jones, I think Joe Judge and every single coach on that staff should be fired because that guy was like legally pronounced dead last week. I think they took him back and they were like, Daniel, where are you? And he couldn't tell them. If they start him in, in this game, I think, it's, I think he has a lawsuit. Saquon's injured. Um, I think the Giants weren't going to beat him anyway, and now they're handicapped because they're missing their best well, the players. The Giants were not going to beat him anyway. If Mike Glenn starts... I'm going 35 to three Rams. If Daniel Jones five, that's it. That's all yeah, you got. Five to three. I don't think our defense is that bad. <laughs> if if Daniel Jones Add plays, another twenty, bud. If Daniel Jones plays, I'm going 35-17. Okay. Okay. Rams. I think Daniel Jones is playing pretty good football right now. Let's go to the two. We got two good rivalry games this week. We got yeah. Green Bay and Chicago, and Las Vegas versus Denver. We'll start with Green Bay, Chicago. Yeah. What do you got? Um, I got the Packers, Cheeseland. Um, I just don't think that the Bears offense is very good. They suck. They stink. The Bears offense sucks. Matt Nagy should be fired. Yeah. 
Bears fans, if you're listening to this, your offense stinks. If that doesn't give you a clue into who I'm picking, I'm picking it's the Packers. I'm picking the Packers. I'm going. You know what? I'm not gonna go. I want it to go. I want it to go crazy, but I'm not gonna go crazy. I'm gonna go. 38-13 Green Bay. Oh man, I think they get a big win over their rival Chicago, and Las Vegas, Denver. Who you got? Um, I got the Raiders. Missing their head coach, but we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, Denver has kind of been exposed last week. They uh, by you know they were exposed by the Ravens. They're just not. They're a very mediocre team who's going to beat bad teams and lose to good teams. This game, I'm going to go with Las Vegas. I'm going to go 21-13. Mm. I think Denver started off the year 3-0, but I think they're a bit overrated. Their schedule was very easy to start the year. They played the Giants, and then they played, they played the Jets and Jags. I'm not sure exactly the order they played them. Giants was week one. Yeah. I just don't think they really were challenged the first three weeks. And then the last two weeks, they played Baltimore and who did they play last week? We know, but they they just didn't look too good either one of those games. I'm blanking on who they played last okay. week. Yeah, I just I just don't think they're like very good as a team. I think they don't have a real. I mean, they played the Steelers and they lost, which is. I just think when they play a real team, they're just not that good. That's what I'm saying. The Ravens took care of them pretty easily. Steelers also took care of them pretty easily. So I'm gonna go Vegas that game. Vegas, yep. And on Monday night, you got Buffalo and Tennessee. Old who, Buffalo, who we like, and I see. I'm taking the Buffalo Bills here. Um, I think they're the clear favorite in the AFC right now. After they just beat up on the Chiefs, I think Josh Allen is a great MVP. I think he's having a fantastic season. Definitely MVP candidate. Uh, I think they're too good to lose to a team that lost to the Jets. I think Buffalo dominates the Titans. By the way, I really wish I was a Bills fan. Yeah. I wish I could, I like... I think the Bills have, like, the best culture of any NFL. Bills Mafia. Shout Bills out. Mafia. Shout, Shout out, out Bills Buffalo. Mafia. Bills Mafia. You have any... I, I just think Josh Allen is a... If people didn't know that Josh Allen was an absolute superstar before last week's game... You better know now, because Josh Allen is a top two quarterback in this league. He might be the best quarterback in the league, yeah. if we're being... I, I don't think that's crazy to say. I know a lot of people... Some people think it's Brady, which to me is ridiculous. But I think it's between Mahomes and Josh Allen. And right this, so far this season, I could say it's Josh Allen. All and right. that, is that all we have for this week's games? I think that's all the, all, all the interesting ones. Let's talk. NFL MVP. Okay. We talked a little bit about it earlier. I hinted, uh, I like, I like um, Kyler Murray, uh, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen are my top three right now. I mean, Lamar is on the outside looking in, but he can definitely creep in there. I also, you know, I'll go, I'll argue for Justin Herbert. Okay. I think the last three weeks he's played maybe the best football any quarterback's played all year. I think that's safe to say. Yeah. Kyler is a strong candidate too. I think. Right now, there's seven guys in the race. It's Kyler, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Lamar, Stafford, Brady, and Dak. And I, I, as much as I want to say Derrick Henry, they're not giving it to a running back, so there's no point of even talking about it. It's going to be a quarterback. 
So let's only talk about the quarterbacks. I think Dak and Brady are on the outside looking in. They've just, I think they have, have Stafford. same with Stafford because they just have too much help to win. Yeah. To win most valuable player. And honestly, I could put Josh Allen in that conversation too, a little bit. So my top three would probably be Kyler, Justin Herbert and Lamar. Yeah. I mean, Lamar, I saw a stat. Lamar has more yards than like 17 NFL teams and not like (laughs) bad ones either. Like he has more, he has more yards than the Patriots do. He has more yards than the Packers do as a team. He's, he's insane. It's ridiculous. I mean, they, they like people say that he can't throw, which is ridiculous because that's ridiculous. He made, he makes, he like makes great throws every fucking play. Is he like, is he like a great thrower of the football? No. No, but guess what he is? Probably the, no, actually, he is the best rushing quarterback of all time. Yeah. And anyone that thinks that that doesn't matter, I mean, you they, shouldn't they be talking back, football. They drop back, he rushes for 15 every time. He, it's, it's like watching, it's like Kyler Murray if he was ridiculously fast, because he's, so sh- <laughs> he's so shifty and has the breakaway speed. When you watch guys like Kyler run, you see the shiftiness. It's like, it's like a, I don't even know what. Well, how to describe it. Yeah. It's like a jackrabbit. It's like the Energizer Bunny running around the field. But he doesn't have that breakaway speed where he's going he's gonna to run by your safety and he's going to take it to the house. Yeah. Lamar will take the ball from the 30-yard line, juke out your enti- all your linebackers be- right after he runs between the tackles. <laughs> he'll juke all your linebackers and then blow by your defensive backs. Yeah. He's that type of special running the football. It's Michael Vick-esque. I'd say it's even better than Michael Vick. I would definitely say it's better than Michael Vick at this point. I think Lamar is criminally underrated. I think people criticize him a little bit too much, actually a lot too much. For the, the playoff performances have been underwhelming. I get it. But he's a young quarterback. He's still learning yeah. the game. You see, and the craziest part about it is he has so much room to get better. And he's already a borderline top five quarterback in the league. When you watch guys like Josh Allen and Mahomes, it's like, how much better can they really get than what they're playing at right now? Same with guys like Herbert. How much better can they really get? Lamar, if he threw the ball like Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, he'd be the best quarterback of all time. Talking about quarterbacks, though. Yeah. Want to talk a little bit about these rookies? Sure. And we'll talk about your guy Mac Jones first. Yeah. How have you thought Mac Jones has played? You've been spoiled with great quarterback play. Um, I grew New up. England. In the greatest dynasty in sports history, well, maybe the, you know, definitely NFL history. Um, so I was spoiled with Tom Brady just being the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. And, but I, I see Mac Jones and I see he's patient, he's smart, he does not make big mistakes that'll cost you the game. That is one thing you can count on Mac to do. He'll put you in a position to win the game. And I think every week, They've been in a position to win. And I think he's, he's really mature for his age. And I think the skill is there and can be harnessed by a fantastic and legendary coach like Bill Belichick. So I'm, I'm really feeling good about, about my boy Mac, Jones, Mac Daddy. So coming into the NFL draft, I, I was in the camp of Zach Wilson is the best quarterback in this draft. And I heard all the talk about he played no competition at BYU. He underthrew too many balls. 
But when I watched this film, I didn't. I saw. I saw flashes of what I saw watching Aaron Rodgers play football last year. A little bit more aggressiveness, though. Yeah. Zach Wilson is not afraid to. He's not afraid to throw picks, which so far has killed him in this rookie season. Well, what I saw Robert Sala say, he was like, if you look, if you, if you compare his stats directly to like Josh Allen's rookie year, they're like the exact same. And I'm like, dude, really? You're going to pick out this one guy to compare him with when there's hundreds of quarterbacks who have the exact same stats as Zach Wilson and turn out to be nothing but bench warmers? The one, I, I still have a lot of faith in Zach Wilson. Same with Trevor Lawrence, by the way. Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence, I think, are two guys that are going to stick, and I think they're going to start to turn around real soon. I think Lawrence will for sure. He's going to start to turn around real soon. Zach, I'm a little bit more hesitant about this season just because the speed of the game, he's not adjusted to that very well yet. Mm -hmm. And that's... I wasn't concerned about the competition level that he faced at BYU. I don't think that matters. What I was concerned about is how he's going to, going to adjust to the speed of the game. Because it is clearly very fast for him. Because he's throwing... The, his accuracy has been out of whack, which is weird, because I didn't see that on his college film. He's been under-throwing balls. I mean, some of the picks he's thrown are horrendous. Now, he has thrown a couple picks that have hit his receivers square yeah. in the hands. That's, that can't happen either. At the same time, I've also seen plays from Zach Wilson where I'm like, this dude is going to be a top three quarterback in the league. He's made some special, special plays. The play where he's rolling out to his right against the Titans, it's a deep cross, and he points his receiver up. I believe it was Corey Davis. That was amazing throw. He points his receiver upfield to keep going. He wanted the touchdown. That's where I like the mindset that he's not afraid. He's not afraid to throw picks. He takes responsibility for it after the game. I really like his attitude about it. He's struggled so far this year. He's really, he's had moments here and there, even in the Patriots game. I know people look at the game four picks. Obviously, yeah, he's had moments. Obviously not. <laughs> yes, he's thrown a bunch of picks. <laughs> obviously, you look at you look at the stats. You see what is it? Nine picks in five games. That's not pretty That's... at all. Nine picks in five games is not good at all. But if you grade each individual throw, I think it tells a little bit of a different story because he's had some throws that are incredible, and he's also had some throws that are just unacceptable. Like he's throwing, he's throwing a check down to his running back, and he bounces it two yards in front of him. <laughs> that, how does that happen? Or the pick he threw last week where he, it was a terrible underthrow. I just don't know sometimes what he's looking at. He was good at looking off safeties in college. He's not been that good at it in the NFL. All right, so before we wrap up here, I just want to, before, you know, we're on the NFL, I just want to mention that it's, it's kind of been quite the few weeks for some NFL coaches. League. Uh, first, you had the Urban Meyer thing where he's in a club and he's grinding on this chick who's, who's not his wife. And so that comes down, and that's like, okay, dude, you get leading these, these boys, these men onto a football field. That's, you're, you're distracting from what, from what it's really about. And then you have John Gruden, who his emails are exposed, and he's calling, you know, black coaches and black players. He says, he's saying they're having rubber lips. And so it's just, it's not great stuff coming out right now. I, it's, 
it's not good. It's not looking good for Urban either. I wouldn't be surprised if he resigns. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets canned. Or he's, he, I don't yeah. think he survives the rest of the season. I, I really don't think so either. And honestly, I kind of thought that before, before the stuff came out. Because he really hasn't been that good of a coach either. But Gruden... <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. That's just bad. Um, I'm not going to pretend like I know everything that he said. Yeah. But the things that I have seen that I know that he said, I can't repeat right now. Unless we never want to have a second episode of this podcast. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he called, he called Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL. I mean, words you can't even say. Words you cannot say without getting canceled. And so... I think, I don't think this is, this is it for Gruden, really. I mean, he doesn't get another job in the NFL. No way. I don't think. His professional career is all but over. I mean, you know, he's, you hate to see it. You really do. But how, how do you, how do you be, how do you hide being a racist and homophobic, <laughs> how many homophobic black, person? How many, how many black, black players has he coached? And there's an openly gay player on, on his, his team. team. It's, I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous, man. And I, you know, Derek Carr was talking about he loves the person and hates the sin. Yeah. And I get he's defending his coach and everything. But I mean, this is just, it's, you can't, you can't, this is why you can't just say anything you want to. And the, the craziest part to me is today, and, he and feels he's privileged enough. He's privileged enough. He's privileged, privileged enough. Yeah, there you go. I don't know why I struggled to say that. That he feels like that, like that's just how he talks. Yeah, that's crazy. You don't just like go around saying that stuff. I mean, he didn't because I feel like we would have heard about it if he started calling. You know, I know, but the fact that he's like so willing to put that in an email, yeah, is like ridiculous. How does that even happen? Just a disaster, and um, you know. I, hopefully the Raiders, the Raiders survive. I hope the Raiders find their guy. Yeah, I really do. That's gonna be it for. That's gonna be podcast. it for episode one. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed. Uh, we'll be doing this. I think every Saturday, right? Or every this Saturday, is Thursday, but Thursday. Or we're gonna Saturday. try to get a uh, a good schedule going. So, um, thank. Want to thank our producer and editor behind the behind the dish there, Mr. Lucas. Lucas. Thank you for everything you do for us, man. Yeah. We love you, Lucas. He's gonna he he's gonna get on here one day. Yeah, he is. Yeah, for sure. Um, we're gonna make him. <laughs> we're gonna force him. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed and uh, keep it PC. We'll see you. We'll see you next time. We'll see you.